A teaching consultant Karen gets hired at a school and then doesn't show up to work for weeks. She no call, no shows, but then gets her lawyer husband to sue the school to get paid for all those weeks that she never went to work in the most vindictive, malicious way possible. She wins the battle, but loses the war and ruins her life, both professionally and personally. Here's how it happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell to turn on notifications. This story starts with Mrs. P, the principal, because that's what she is. Mrs. P started as a special needs caretaker where she had to study through years of work and graduated with a doctorate in special education. After 20 years of this experience, she was asked by the council of a medium-sized city to open and run a new special needs school in the city. She accepted the offer and after four years, she had a school with 150 kids in it. For a special education school, that is a huge number. Such schools need way more people to work there than regular schools, not just teachers, but also other caretakers and the job isn't always clean and easy. So naturally, Mrs. P was always looking to hire. Then comes Karen. Karen just finished her college, got a degree in education and consulting at the top of her class. Her professor was on Mrs. P's school board and she recommended her with very warm words. Karen was basically hired before she even sent in her resume. Karen is married to Kevin, of course, who finished his law studies in the top five of his class and now is doing an internship in a big law firm awaiting his license to practice law. Basically, their future is laid bright and clear, and all they have to do is not mess it up on a path to a nice, rich life. Mrs. P accepted Karen to work in the school and announced that she will start her work on August 20th, about a week before the school year starts, as the staff needs to organize the school for the opening of the school year. Karen protests that she is a consultant, not another lowlife that comes to mop the floor. Mrs. P is pissed by this attitude, but Karen is at the top of her class and is supposedly the best in the field, so she just smiles and says, Staff work starts on August 20th. You are staff too, so be here on that date. Karen is not happy, but that's life. The pre-opening week, the school staff will never forget. While teachers and nurses and other members were all working together to get the school in shape, including painting the walls, setting up the equipment, and other chores that you don't learn in college, Karen fixed her own room, sat in it all day, and played with her phone. Needless to say, she was not very popular among school staff. But time went on, school opened on time, and things started to get in their regular routine. Karen was causing more and more issues. She refused to fill in regular reports about her activities. She was not available to meetings with staff and parents. And all in all, she was a total entitled Karen. Mrs. P tried to talk to her again and again to no avail. Eventually, Mrs. P asked the professor, the one who gave Karen her degree, the one who was on the school's board, to sit with Karen daily and coach her on how to actually work and function in a rural school environment, as apparently she didn't learn that in college. But even that didn't help. Karen was hated by all of the school staff, and the care to the children was getting worse every day, until eventually a parent filed a complain about the poor treatment his children got and the board became aware of the issues. A meeting was set with the board, Mrs. P and Karen. The professor promised Karen that if she set order to her paperwork and acted respectfully, everything would be alright. Karen knew she was on the hook now, but just couldn't stop being a Karen. So the day of the meeting comes and Karen is a no-show, no-call. She just didn't come to work that day, and the day after, and the week after. Without Karen, the board can only hear what Mrs. P has to say, but they already know it, so 
the meeting is delayed to a time when Karen will show up. Needless to say, this does not help her case at all. Anyway, Mrs. P and the professor tried to get Karen on the phone, but it went straight to voicemail. Eventually, Mrs. P had no choice. Karen is a no-show, no-call for over a week. She has to have a really good explanation to not get fired now. She calls Karen and leaves a message on her voicemail that she hadn't heard from her in over a week, that she is very worried, and to please contact them ASAP as finance wants to cut her pay. Finally, Karen called in. She had been sick the whole time. She will return to work in two days. Good. Mrs. P marked the date and then set a meeting with the professor and Karen first thing in the morning. If Karen is sick and has a doctor's note, she will not be fired, but she will get some strong talking to about the no call issue. The day comes as Mrs. P and the professor sit in her office waiting for Karen to come and she didn't come. Mrs. P tried to call her and got the voicemail again. She is pissed. The professor is pissed too. And Karen has set a new record in pissing off and wasting everyone's time. Eventually, Karen does show up, but she's two hours late and Mrs. P calls her into a meeting immediately before anything else. She calls the professor to come. The professor canceled other plans she had to come in and the meeting finally starts three hours late. Thankfully, Karen had a doctor's note. She is okay when it comes to that, but she's going to get the strong talking to now. About 10 minutes into the meeting, Karen bursts into tears. The meeting stopped to cool things down, but it's not over yet. After a few minutes, everyone comes back into the room and Karen opens with, I'm still not okay. I still feel sick and I want to go home now. Mrs. P is silent and the professor made a comment saying, I just don't even understand as a board member, I must say, as long as you are sick, your job is safe, but it is your first year. You may not have saved anything in sick days or vacation days. You will not be paid for this. Karen just said, we'll see about that. She collected her things and then left. She is sick for another two weeks and her position is vacant. Mrs. P does what she can to fill the void as do others, but it is clear that a man is missing and the position needs to be filled. Eventually, Mrs. P calls Karen again to ask how she is and when she will be back. At that time, Karen says she can't handle the pressure and wants to quit. Mrs. P is stunned by this. Karen is only in her first year. Quitting in the middle will risk her future and finding another consultant in the middle of the school year is almost impossible, but she kept her thoughts to herself and just said she doesn't think it's necessary or wise to do what she's saying. Just feel better and come back after. But Karen doesn't come back. After two more weeks of absence, her husband called in to ask why no money was being paid. He gets the obvious answer. Karen has no right to be paid sick leave and he gets angry and he promises to check his options, which in lawyer terms means I want to sue you. Now it's clear that the bridge was burned and Karen will not be back. Mrs. P started looking for a replacement and the options aren't great. Eventually, she convinced a retired consultant to come back from retirement just to save this year. The replacement starts working but can't get paid. The position is still officially occupied by Karen who is still on sick leave. Board members are now calling Karen as it's clear she will not talk to Mrs. P. They ask her to come back and when she refuses, they ask her to submit a resignation to allow them to keep the school running. Karen claims that she is ready to come back but only if she will be paid for all of her sick leave. But nobody's willing to pay that. The mess is growing bigger and bigger. The parents start to hear 
hear rumors and all over the climate is not very good until finally Kevin, Karen's husband, calls in and says that he wants to sue the school for the payment. He gets to talk to the city lawyers that explain to him that Karen cannot sue the school or the city while she is still sick or still registered as an employee. She has to stop one of these conditions. The day after Karen is at the school with a standard resignation letter stating that her mental and health issues caused by the toxic environment is the reason that she's quitting. Finally, after more than two months, the position is clear and filled right away. What was just rumors by now has become fact. Parents are aware that something went on. Finally, in a group chat of parents with Mrs. P, they ask her what was this all about. Mrs. P replies that Karen has resigned due to her mental issues. Kevin did try to sue the city and it went to mediation before the court hearing. The mediator saw the material and strongly advised Karen to withdraw. Kevin listened and the whole thing was forgotten for a while. Three months passed, school was doing okay when an email from Karen landed in Mrs. P's inbox. In a short, dry legal language, Karen informed Mrs. P that she knows she was slandering her in public. She has screenshots as evidence that she claims she has mental issues and that is not at all true. Karen demands Mrs. P to apologize in public and clarify that Karen did not have any mental issues and her resignation was due to professional disputes. Mrs. P was shocked. She knew for a fact that Karen was, let's just say, not 100% okay up there and she had her resignation letter to prove it. Going this way from Karen was beyond stupid. Mrs. P did the right thing and sent the letter to the school board asking them what they think should be done. The school board just heard the words legal action and freaked out. They didn't want any of this. They demanded Mrs. P to just apologize and let it all go but Mrs. P was not willing to admit wrongdoing of anything as she knew she did everything right. The board kept this option claiming Mrs. P was being pointlessly stubborn and they will not cover any legal matters in that issue which was against Mrs. P's contract. All legal liability that she had was within her work and should be covered by her employer. That meant her job was on the line now and Mrs. P was determined to fight back and win. But without the city's resources, fighting a slander lawsuit is expensive and with her job at risk, it would not be easy. Mrs. P again went to the parents forum and let them know that she had some personal legal issues and asked if they knew anyone that could help. One of the parents, a lawyer, agreed to help her without pay. Note that it is highly unprofessional to ask parents to help in personal issues, but this wasn't really a personal issue. It was a school issue. And that this parent lawyer noted that after he was informed of all the details. The lawyer agreed that Karen and Kevin had no ground for their suit, but said that if they sent the email, their intention is to sue anyway, and nothing Mrs. P would do will stop them. So it was better if Mrs. P just ignored it and let them dig their own grave. And digging, they dug. A week after the first letter, a new letter arrived by regular mail in an envelope. It was printed on Kevin's law firm letterhead, stating that the matter should be resolved by public apology or they will sue. Even the lawyer did not believe someone in a large prestigious firm is that dumb. But here is the letter to prove it. A trial will take time and cost money, even if he's doing it for free. Not to mention that Mrs. P would be fired no matter the result. They had to find another solution. The lawyer figured out that stupid people need a stupid solution. He thought about it for a while and then remembered that he had a classmate in college who went to go work for that firm. He called that classmate and asked him how he is. Now that they are both well after their college years. Apparently his classmate worked hard and got to become a junior partner in the firm. When the lawyer mentioned this case, his friend was surprised. He hadn't heard about this case like he should have. As lawyers and large firms gossip like old women and a slander suit against special education of a school? That would be the most raunchy gossip in town, but also a PR nightmare. He and other parents would never take a case like that. It would make them look like greedy lawyers who would skin off anyone for a penny. Not good publicity. He promised to look around and check what was going on in the firm. It didn't take him long. The next day, he called the lawyer back. He found out that no lawyer in 
the firm was aware of the case. He figured Kevin used the firm's paper to send the letter, but no lawyer above him was involved. Good news for our lawyer. Together, they planned the right answer to Kevin and Karen. The answer that would shut them down for good. The lawyer called Mrs. P and told her his plan. It was easy, simple, and malicious. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. She didn't like it, but she agreed to it as it was the best and fastest way to resolve the situation. The next thing the lawyer drafted was his settlement agreement. He called Kevin and asked him if it will do. The agreement stated that Mrs. P will apologize to Karen in the most public way she can and will post all the legally related papers alongside the apology in the school website. The agreement stated that the apology can come in any form as long as it can be searched in Google and has a link from the school webpage. It also stated that after the apology, Karen and Kevin will not be able to sue the school ever again and they will have no further demands from Mrs. P or the school ever again. The last clause stated that if any unrelated issues come of this agreement, Karen and Kevin will be liable for any consequences and the school can demand any losses it suffers from them. Kevin agreed to all of the terms. Within two hours, Karen and Kevin signed the agreement and the stage was set ready to launch. The lawyer came to Mrs. P's office with the equipment he needed and the apology transcript. He set up a video camera and Mrs. P read her apology. She opened with an introduction who Mrs. P is, what she had done so far in her career, her degrees and recommendations. She also made an introduction to Karen, her career so far, her degree and recommendations, none so far. And after the introduction, she explained that Karen claims that she left the school in the middle of the school year because of, quote, a professional disagreement and any other comments Miss P or any others have claimed about Karen's health and mental issues are false. And Mrs. P is sorry if Karen or anybody else heard so and if Karen's feelings were heard. In essence, anyone who sees the video understands exactly who Karen is, and even if Mrs. P didn't say it in words, it was clear that she thought very bad things about Karen. Right after it was finished, the video was uploaded to the school's YouTube channel, and a subsite under the school's website was created showing the video and all the related documents, including the threatening letter that Kevin sent in his firm paper. A link was sent to Kevin with the short line, that settles the matter, don't contact us ever again. Karen and Kevin had one the battle. But obviously, that wasn't the end of it. This is when the revenge plan went into effect. A month passed and Kevin suddenly got fired from his firm. Apparently, he wasn't in a position to send a letter threatening a lawsuit using the firm's letterhead without any higher up lawyer watching him. Sending it like that for a case that he managed himself was plain fraud. He was reported to the bar, but to not let a scandal and a public relations disaster come out, he was just let go and no further punishment was taken. The firm sent a letter to the school admitting the fraud and asking the school to remove the threatening letter Kevin sent. The school graciously agreed and Kevin's letter was removed, but the firm letter admitting Kevin's fraud 
was published instead. Kevin was done in the business. Any lawyer who came to look for a job asked him why he left the big firm before he even got past the first stage. And a simple search of his name showed that he committed fraud against a special education school of all places. Nobody would hire him. Meanwhile, Karen kept looking for a job in her field. She had to wait until a new school year began. Her college professor was not willing to write her any recommendations, and she had to explain the missing year in her resume to any principal. A few school principals heard that she worked with Mrs. P and called her to ask about Karen, which Mrs. P only said that due to legal issues, she can't talk about Karen, and it is all explained in the legal section of the school's website. That was enough. Any principal who knows that Karen sued her former school would not dare to hire her. Karen lost that school year and she had to support herself and began looking for other jobs. She found a job as a secretary in an office that didn't Google search her name and worked there for a couple of months until the manager got bored one day and decided to search up Karen's name. She was fired the next day for a minor screw up. It's been more than five years since this happened. Kevin is a lawyer in a sleazy firm hired mostly by low-life criminals. He loses most of his cases and is known as the low-life lawyer for the low-life criminals. Karen is still looking for a job. She can't hold a job for more than six months until she gets fired for petty things. They both know very well why they're doing so poorly in life. Karen sent another threatening letter demanding to remove all mentions of his name and Karen's name from the school website. He also asked to remove the video. The lawyer just told him that it is what we agreed on and if he wants to renegotiate, he will demand Kevin to pay for damages. He didn't specify what damages and Kevin didn't ask. He gave up. Karen and Kevin admitted defeat. They lost the war. Mrs. P eventually removed the video from the school site and set it as a private video on YouTube, but all the legal letters are still posted there and will be posted there until, well, maybe forever. The plan that the lawyer came up with here was a lot more clever than I thought it was going to turn out to be. It truly was a situation where they purposely lost the battle in order to win the war. When the original poster here said that Mrs. P was kind of resistant to doing this plan, I wondered why at first, but then obviously it's because she would have had to have made this apology video, but that was all part of the plan where ultimately it would put everything into motion. It all boiled down to the fact that they knew that once this was posted on their website, like Kevin wanted them to have, and his firm found out that they would have to let him go for fraud, and then they would use that letter admitting that he had been involved with fraud, replace all the apology stuff that was on the website. Clever, clever. This is one of the more big brain plays we've seen so far in all the revenge stories. Because really, it's so subtle. Kevin probably couldn't have easily predicted that was what was going to happen unless he happened to know that the lawyer representing Mrs. P knew one of his colleagues from back when they were in school. So he probably thought he had this whole thing locked down. And when it comes to the Karen herself, she was trying to be in a situation like in Fight Club, if you guys have ever seen that, where she wants to keep getting paid but doesn't want to show up. The OP never said what country this all took place in, but in most places, if you just no call, no show for that long, you're pretty much already fired. You don't have to do paperwork to prove that you're fired. But maybe it has something to do with this specific industry or that it has to do with the school. The OP does say that English is not their first language, so I'm guessing it's not in an English-speaking country. So anyway, let me know how you would handle this situation. Could you have even thought of a better solution? Let me know down below and jerk or not a jerk and why. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories in this series, use the playlist at the top of the description. And next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search for cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you use for copyright free music to use for your stream. It's free cream of the stream. Either way, thanks a lot for listening. I'll see you guys next time.